This is a real account of entrepreneurship, the good, the bad, and unsure. Social media would have you think you have a great thought, then boom, you blow up. It is the farthest thing from the normal backstory. Here we will air the real entrepreneur struggle from customer service, vendors, and the day-to-day -day business. Welcome to Business After Dark with Sharice Chambers. Hey, you guys, how are you doing? Say Wednesday, Wednesday, say Wednesday, Wednesday. If it's Wednesday, we have another spectacular entrepreneur. And baby, the way that I'm connected to this woman today is all God, point blank, period. I, I can't even take credit in any way, shape or form how we got connected to one another. Um, some months ago, I spoke at the African-American Chamber of Commerce um, and gave a presentation about obtaining capital in their entrepreneur business. Um, had a fantastic time. And um, from that, I got invited to the kind of like a breakfast of all the graduates and things of that nature. Baby, I was late. Late to the meeting. <laughs> and not on purpose. Y'all know I'm still getting used to Richmond and um, everything's 30 minutes away instead of 10 like it was in Lynchburg. But anyways, um, met another spectacular um, woman named Miss Yolanda. And in, in exchange of that, I met Miss Sanji Tucker that day. And my life has not been the same since. We have um, engaged, broke bread, had conversations, and really started the solid foundations that I know is community for one another and for the women who will engage and come in contact with us from this day forth. So I'm totally honored to have her today on the podcast. I know she's going to drop some gems, so make sure you have your pen and paper out. She does stock shows. That's beyond my pay grade. That is, abo that is above me, <laughs> but baby... <laughs> Miss Tucker can talk about it all day long, and that's what we're going to talk about today and talk about entrepreneurship and all the things. Miss Sanji, thank you so much for taking time to be on the podcast today. I am so honored. I've been wanting to do something with you from the first time you walked in that room. Girl. You were just a light. Oh, thank and you. And I just was like, oh my God, I love her. Oh, thank so, you so much. And I don't know if you like, it's, it's, it's a spirit thing sometimes. It's mm -hmm. just... Sometimes you just meet somebody and your spirits, our spirits were talking the whole time, girl. Mm, so, I believe And I was it. just like, oh, I just love her. Yeah. Just your whole, all, everything. So uh, I am honored to be up here with you and uh, we just going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. Yes. Yeah. Me moving to Richmond is a God thing. Nothing about me moving to Richmond was a me thing. I'm just here and I'm on assignment. I totally understand it. Now, a year later, I most definitely my first year here, we, me and Jesus was tussling, okay? Right. <laughs> kind of like, um, was it Jacob that tussled with the Lord? Um, I, I'm probably naming the wrong person, but um, God, actually, God tussled with Abraham when he was supposed to take... Um, Isaac but anyways that's neither here it's Sunday y'all when we record so we really be we really be in our bag <laughs> but anyways um just now I am in, in a space of security where I'm just like show me how good it can get like you God you brought me here to Richmond for most definitely a reason and every which way I mean meeting with Miss Yolanda you you know the women um all the all the things again it's it, everything has been god ordained even me finding my housing when i moved here i mean i legit was i, I didn't tell you guys but when I, I was applying for um apartments actually let's even back up a little bit further 
um, when I was about to move to Richmond, I was like, this is my opportunity to be the high rise girl, right? Everybody on social media has got lofts and all these beautiful aesthetics. And God said, do you want to look like you're winning or do you want to actually be winning? What? What? No, I don't want people to look at me and be like, oh, she's made it because now she has this thing that looks like something because I want to be winning in real life. Um, So I live in a house, a very modest two bedroom house, um, lower than what my budget was. So, again, all ordained by God. And and I'm actually loving it. And I'm loving that. I am actually finding obedience in how I'm leaning into my assignment now, a year later. Although it took me 12 long months of the struggle, but now I feel like I'm in my sweet spot. Well, you know, all it's all about getting to your multi-million dollar um, position and you're positioning yourself to that. So in the beginning, um, we all, even once we get to that million dollar position, we still should live at your level and they live in it. And when I, what I, when I mean, I, when I, we say live at your level, it means you do live, you should live underneath your means. Mm-hmm. Right. And so even though your means are well above in these young years, you got to start, you got to be stacking your money. Right. And so it is always best to live under your means, especially when you're young, because you're going to be positioning yourself for all this wealth later on and it happens over time Mm -hmm. and when you're younger it doesn't even take as much so that's what's the important piece of this so you're right where you're supposed to be i'm not gonna let you just you see when see that's another thing when you get her she said when you you're you're on your path to your multi she just said it like it's just normal it it is no normal conversation for you and for me i'm still trying to conceptualize i guess that's the other piece of me that has come to a place of like oh, this is the path. And it seemed, not weird per se, but like to get around people again, like you and Miss Yolanda, y'all just be throwing out the M word like it's just regular conversation because it is. And I'm trying to make it regular vocabulary in my my conversation. And I love that. I totally receive everything you just said to me. I receive all of that. Amen. Mm Yes. So, Amen. Miss Sanji, tell the people who you are. Give us your official title and then who you work for. All right. Hey, uh, so Sanji Rollins Tucker. Uh, I am the founder and CEO of SRT Wealth Design Group. I am a registered investment advisor um, and I uh, am with a broker dealer. So that means that I invest money for folks. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I do a lot of stuff, you know, just really uh, I, what I my, my vision or my mission is just impacting women to create financial plans for living the life that they want to live. Mm-hmm. Right. And so creating that vision, um, putting it on paper and setting the goals and meeting that investing is a part of it. The investment and investment management is just a part of it. Um, you're going to have to make investments. You got to put, you got to make money. You got to put your money somewhere and you got to put it in something that's also going to grow, but it's also a little bit of risk to it. So like everything else you got up this morning, you get up in this morning, you go out here in this rain, it's a risk (laughs) to going out. So the same thing, you want to take calculated risk. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I teach my clients and especially women of color, because we, 
it takes us a minute uh, when we get money, and so we hold on to it, and there's nothing wrong with doing that. But we believe and we know that businesses and, and having an enterprise is a good way to make money, right? Well, investing is the same thing. You're just investing in other well-known businesses. Right. So we're so it's so risky for us to go into our own business. That's mm-hmm. like the ultimate risk. It's so much more. But we will do it. <laughs> we would do it. We're like, yeah, I'm going into business, and I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna do that. Now, just imagine when you're investing, all you're doing is investing in other well-known businesses right. that you utilize every day. And so, um, even though the market goes up and down, the price of your investment may go up and down. The, the biggest thing is starting young, investing often, and investing consistently. Okay, love that. I That's about that. it. Yeah, I mean, isn't yeah. that isn't aren't those principles true in life in general? I mean, what are we talking about? Like, and, listen, being consistent, <laughs> putting in time, and 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 again, we although everything comes back to money, like we were speaking before we started recording, um, your tangibles also are you know the showing up part. That that's the that's the investment, right? Like so instead of watching T V for two, three hours of, you know, just maybe uh, look, if you love the housewives, don't get me wrong. If you love it, I get it. You like it, I love it. I never um yuck anyone's yum. But what I will say is perhaps maybe you could be productive at the same time. Maybe you I've been finding myself just taking my dumbbells and doing some arm exercises right. while I watch T V because I I'm trying to be more productive and not necessarily, I don't want you to get so consumed about multitasking because there is some, something to be said about trying to simultaneously do so many things when your brain's trying to functionize one thing. And I don't want to take the pleasure out of you enjoying TV. You watch TV if you need to, right? If that is your relax, relate, release situation. But a lot of times what we're, what we're not saying is you doing it too much. And you're right. kind of making you're making it an excuse why you're not at your goals or why you're not doing the things you do, because because if you find yourself needing to rest more then we need to that's just the the symptom of the issue. What's the actual issue? Are you procrastinating? Are you doing a task that you actually don't like? That's why you're taking longer to do it. Um, are you trying to avoid something? Are you having imposter syndrome? See, a lot of us, um, you're creating um, giving yourself not even grace giving giving yourself an out because of one thing and two things can be true i I keep saying life is a both and right you can be tired and also need to get things done (laughs) you you can um need to get your paperwork together for your tax professional aka a me and not want to do it because you have anxiety about pulling those financial reports because you really don't want to face what how your business is doing because you haven't been on top of it but the best way to um get over anxiety and all of those emotions is to face it head on i said the moment i became more proactive instead of reactive in my business it it helped me to um be better, do better, better, better exactly. customer service, better customer experience, and also took away the anxiety that I was creating of my own. My my customers weren't creating it. I was because I was right. procrastinating because I wasn't doing right. what I was supposed to do because I right. wasn't following up with them on emails and saying, hey, I really don't have a follow up with you on your tax return right now, but I just want to check in with you and let you know when I do, mm-hmm. I'll follow up with you. Yes. And it, and yes. 
all of those just those yeah. simple things kind of made my, made me fall in love with that my business again. And the basis and foundation of being successful, right? And so what you're saying, what you what you're saying is, yeah, I could watch. I've been listening lately to different uh, folks, podcasts, things like that, reading, um, which is which is for me better than watching TV because mm -hmm. it's one, it, it always teaches me something new. Mel Robbins is a person that I'm really mm -hmm. um, listening to a lot. And uh, one of the things she said recently was just kind of talking about how we are tired. We come home, you know, drink, get a glass of wine, sit on the, sit and watch TV, just to veg out, like, you know, nothing. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you're looking at the dishes and I just was like, oh, she in my house right now. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the dishes in the sink, saying mm -hmm. to yourself, I really should get up and wash the dishes. Mm -hmm. But you just sit there. And and then you 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 fool yourself into saying, well, you know what? I'm just going to let them uh, uh, sit in the sink. And mm -hmm. I'm going to let them sit overnight. It'd be easier to wash them in the morning. And then the morning comes and it's chaos. It's total chaos. You're running around. So setting yourself up for success means that often you got to take the 10 or 15 minutes to go ahead and wash them dishes. And so just think about that in your life. Sometimes you got to take the 10 or 15 minutes to do something productive, if, even if you're, if, while you're watching TV. Right. And so if it's those dumbbells, because that's going to help strengthen uh, your heart and your arms and you're doing some exercise and you know that's beneficial to you that's going to make you feel better and that's going to help you get up in the morning then you're setting yourself up for success and that's just mm -hmm. like also your money taking the time to uh, prepare mm -hmm. for your tax money. prepare mm -hmm. to prepare is going to set you yourself up so you're not sitting in front of your, you um, with your client mm -hmm. And they don't have their stuff prepared, right. and everybody's frustrated, mm -hmm. and it's going to take guess what? Even more time. Mm -hmm. And Lord forbid, if you charge them, go ahead and be like, well, you know, it would have took two hours. Mm -hmm. Now it's going to take another four, right? right? Mm -hmm. So now that's time is money, and so it's all about setting yourself up for success by doing things that really don't take that long, but right. we have convinced ourselves, and also television, um, and all that want our attention with great marketing, um, that we might miss out on something if we don't sit there and watch it. But mm -hmm. a lot of it is just the anxiety. You have less anxiety when you prepare. Mm -hmm. I don't know where in life we have that, why we got, why we, that resistance came. You know what I'm right. saying? I yeah, yeah, I get it. Mm -hmm. Like, where did I pick that up? Right, at? right. <laughs> because there are people that I know, or at least it seemed like, that are like really, really organized. Mm -hmm. And, but maybe it's, maybe the thing is, is that maybe they're really not really organized. They just go ahead and do stuff. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. she talks about the five four, the five four three two one rule, which basically, um, when there's something you should be doing. You just count back five, four, three, two, one, launch, and you just get up and do it. Okay. Um, and so, what that does is help focus you on. At first, of it helps to focus you on a task, and then 
if you start counting, you just go ahead and do it because then you start, you know, you don't want to feel guilty for for not getting up and um, doing Get whatever. Right. Yes. 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 Right. Yeah. Yeah, and one thing that's helped me a lot is just getting into a routine. Um, I think a lot of people, uh, I've been recently having conversations with other entrepreneurs, and they're like, I just, like, can't get things done. And I said, you know, when you start doing the same things over and over and over again, it becomes second nature. That's why I can do QuickBooks in my head, because that's what I do on a regular basis. I can, you know know that I got to work out or know that I got to do my devotions or I know I got to read a book for at least 30 minutes every day and all these things and they just come so natural to me and I also have things that cue me um to do such so I read Atomic Habits and one of the thing one of the best ways to create a habit and to be consistent with it is to kind of basically make um triggers that when you do this one thing you do the next thing so as soon as I get up I stretch, I immediately brush my teeth, wash my face, right? I, I do it without even thinking. I'm I'm half asleep, but I'm like washing my face with the face wash, right? So, you know, it just, you start making things just so um, second nature to you in your routines. It sets you up for that success as well. Right. Mm-hmm. It does. So how long have you been an entrepreneur? I've been an entrepreneur since 2004. Okay. Love yeah, that. I started out at SunTrust Bank. I was the first African-American financial consultant in the SunTrust Richmond. Um, at the time, it was actually Crestar Security. So that's how old I am. <laughs> it was before it was even SunTrust. Um, and then in 2004, I, went, I, I left SunTrust and uh, started my um, business as an independent financial consultant, um, financial advisor, um, and I've been doing it ever since, um, independently, and um, there is a lot of pros and a lot of cons mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. out here for when doing it by yourself. Right, um, right. Yeah. However, I do love even though I still have some restrictions, I do like the fact that I can do a lot of different things. It's not just cookie cutter uh, that I have the opportunity to work with people I want to work with. Right. And um, and I can do a lot of different things um, with the entire, you know, looking at an entire portfolio for a client. And um, so I, I do like that, that, that benefit. I think that's a good thing. Well, let's dig into that. What's been one of the hardest things about entrepreneurship? Um, being by yourself. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. The, that to me, it's the biggest thing, especially if you're a people person, being mm-hmm. by yourself. The other thing is having support. You really do need to have support and people that support you around you. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes people don't see your vision, mm. right? is your vision and you can't always expect folks to see your vision especially family even Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes family and friends don't even really see your vision Um, and so you have to know you're knowing yourself right Mm. because you're going to be led or at least told things Um, and then you start it it builds doubt in yourself And, and, and this is my story it's not everybody's story it builds doubt in yourself as well as to would I be really be able to do that? And then right. it, it builds also that whole imposter syndrome and sometimes even comparing yourself. Mm-hmm. I think the hardest 
support in me and and also in this industry. So that's one. I think the biggest is the uh, is is that uh, sometimes just feeling by yourself, non-support, and also competition mm-hmm. because I do compete against Ameriprise, not the person, mm-hmm. but brands. Mm-hmm. Right? For some reason, people think that just because it's a brand that it's better. Mm-hmm. But really, it's not necessarily that it's better. It's just that there is it is a corporate umbrella over top of it. Right. But everybody, it goes through the same regular rules and regulations. And also, you know, the fact that I can work with Fidelity or anybody. You know, I, I have all of these folks of my partners as well. But because... I'm not a Ameriprise or something like that, then, you know, it's, it's that, um, you know, sometimes it can be a, a barrier for you. Right. Understandable. So did you have any entrepreneur, because you talked about um, imposter syndrome and I, I'm curious to know, especially with a lot of the people who've come on, um, did you have any entrepreneurs in your family? And if you did, did, were you able to engage with them to ask them, you know, for assistance or mentorship or, you know, help or support like you're mentioning? No. Okay. (laughs) So I didn't have any entrepreneurs in my family, although my mom has always, she's really kind of had an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. spirit. In other words, she's always, she's always uh, been very supportive of what, you know, oh, you can do it. And she always wanted to kind of do her own business Mm -hmm. because, you know, all of us had auntie and mom always had to stop I, I, I interviewed like a, a, some black women, and this is something that I'm still working on interviewing, especially black women, women of color, um, and and finding out what that, that kind of the question you asked about wealth and where did they get their sense of money from? Mm-hmm. And everybody kind of always has a story of the auntie or mom or grandma who had always had a side hustle, mm-hmm. right? And so, so my mother had a side hustle. Yeah, you know, she. Uh, she always would do it, whether it was Avon. I remember mm-hmm. when I was little, it was Avon. And it was actually my mom's cousin who was like a number one sales rep, rep in New York. Okay. And, and and I actually, as a child, I always watched her and I wanted to be like her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, maybe that's where I got it from. Yeah. Of course, she's a lot older now. Um but I don't really have a lot of entrepreneurs in my family. I think that this generation, and I'm 56, so when we look at the 40 years old, when you when you hear me say this, it may seem weird, but younger generations see a whole lot more of entrepreneurs. Oh, right? for sure. It's I mean, you can normal. be an influencer. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. So it was, it's a little bit different than I like I said, in my family that I didn't um, have very many that I felt like um, I could talk to about the whole being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I did have a friend in the business who did help me, however, Mm. who did mentor me somewhat. Right. I love a good mentor. I mean, I think think everyone should have a mentor or coach, somebody um, basically being their cheerleader in their corner for sure. Because the other thing, too, is although we do, people don't understand our thought process. And I think 
entrepreneurs, we're just a, a special breed in itself um, in how how our minds work than regular, you know, other people. Because the truth of the matter is our brain chemistry is made for, to be drawn to the least resistance. That's what Atomic Habits. And I, and I could say that's probably true, right? So, you know, if I need to get to something, we're trying to find the least resistance to get to the solution. Um, so some, and support looks like so many other different things too, right? Sometimes support doesn't necessarily mean that someone needs to be your client, um, or buy from you, but that just like you, them listening, like your mom saying you can do it, you know, or just someone asking how's business going, right? Right. (laughs) It'd be the simplest things reposting when you post on social media. Yeah. And I think some people, it just really goes over their head. Um, sometimes cause I will find entrepreneurs who complain about people supporting them, but they don't do that for other people. And I'm like, exactly. uh, you're trying to com- make community, but you're not doing it yourself. Like you got to make it make sense. Y'all like it can't right. be one-sided. It can't be one-sided yes, about that. Exactly. And I think I, when I, when I say support, I also mean just if you if your family, um, you know, in the beginning, um, bringing in my daughter to do the paperwork like mm. somebody gotta help me do this paperwork right, this weekend. Right. you know that kind of thing um until it's so in the beginning it was support was and then my, my children were young mm-hmm. um i think that that played a role once again the industry has changed i'm so happy to see so many more young black women um financial advisors but it was very few as i was growing up and then i had children um and so there was a role and i know even though it's not been that long ago those roles and culture and all that was different even 20 years ago right 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 and so you still were mom you still were you know it was very it was hard for me to have two young children at home and still be out here trying to go do these vending and Mm -hmm. shows and calling clients at night and all that stuff and and so there was there were particular things you just didn't do right Mm -hmm. and and, and a lot of it it was we didn't even have the this technology right so it was really being in the office making cold calls and so but for me at five o'clock i had to run and go get my kids out of the daycare right right? Go home, Russian, go home, cook right. dinner. I mean, let's have so a let's, support. let's really have a black history moment since this episode will be coming out in February. The reality situation is because I think a lot of people discredit or don't or don't want to acknowledge or really have um what I call critical thinking and self care. But if you really had a critical thought process about yourself, women were always intended, um, to be homemakers. I mean, if you think about your, even my grandmother, my grandmother never had a job. So again, I think sometimes we're like, um, feminist movement and all this, all the, you know, the words, the, the, the things that trigger you, I get it. Like women are equals and, you know, we want equal pay and all, and, and those things at the same time, that is not how America was built either. And I think if we would start, I'm not even talking, I'm going to get on the black part, people part, but if we if you really just had a come to Jesus moment with yourself about the foundations of how America was built, that's why it does not function um, the way that we think it should or the way that we have evolved in our thinking process as women. One, because um, that's not that's not the foundations. That's not how the system was made. So let's add the color piece to it all. You saying that you were the first 
African-American woman in the Richmond. We talking about third, uh, 1998. So roughly 30 years ago. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be 40 this. So <laughs> this is not long time ago. Um, you know, I think sometimes when people, um, tangibly make um assessments about um progress um they believe that maybe um bits and pieces of it is like um we're making all this progress and i'm like baby if my mom my mother (laughs) was bust in to go to school we ain't made no progress you know some people so so many times once you like oh you're not you're you know we're not slaves anymore we're not this that and the third i said the system though was built this way and that's why when we come with the progress and the elevation of our lives and and no longer women no longer um are asking for seats they're actually making the seats and that's why it kind of bucks at the system because i'm actually not relying on the system in a way now is that scary heck yeah it's scary every day to like you know, you're you're um, betting on yourself to make your money for your business yes. to stay open. Yes. And then let's not add on, um, like you said, mommy responsibilities. You are not a monolith. You're a mother. You're a sister. Right. You're a daughter. Right. You're a businesswoman. You're a black woman. Right. Right. And every day you have to wake up and combat all of those things simultaneously. Those things That's why you're tired. That's why you're on the couch vegging out because right. so because <laughs> you do you trying wide. to. Right, you're trying to regulate your emotions, so I get it. But at the same time, I have also conceptualized like, if I don't do it, it won't get done either. So you're always at the battlefield of the minds. Like Joyce Meyer said, the battlefield of the minds. Like that's why it's so important to create that community, though. Why it's so important for us to show up for ourselves. It's It's so important for us to show up for each other. It's so important for. Um, those, of, those of us who were ahead to connect with young women like you mm-hmm. and to just bridge and tell the story. Um, because I was even told when I interviewed or I tried to get into the business, I was literally told, and, and, and if this happened today, the person would, this, the company would have been sued. Mm-hmm. That, and, but I was told to my face, well, black people don't invest. And that's the reason why they would not hire me. Mm. As a financial advisor. And it just, it was the grace of God. It was me. Um, it was just somebody else who came from another region that I happened to meet in the hallway. Mm-hmm. And just because of my bubbly Sanji self, talked to this man because the first thing I said to him was he looked like John F. Kennedy, which he did. Mm-hmm. And I, unbeknownst to me, he was the brand new president mm-hmm. of Crestar Securities. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. He was supposed to be in a building across the street. They had sat him in my building on my floor because they didn't have his office ready over there. So that's why I said that, that was nothing but God. That's wild. And I had a conversation with him one night and uh, I was going to school at the time and he was saying, asking me, why was I back out? Why was I still late in the office? And I was saying, I'm, well, I'm doing working on a project for my my manager and at seven o'clock I have a class anyway so I'm just going to work on this blah 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 and he asked me what I did and one of the things I said to him and I forgot I even said to him that I wanted to be a financial advisor and I was working on certifications and I was working on finishing up uh, my degree and all that and he said oh okay and he he didn't tell me at the time who he was it was the next day when I was talking to my manager um, and I said you know it's a 
really attractive guy walked on the hall and I said, have you met him yet? He looks like John F. Kennedy. And she said, oh, you're talking about the new president. <laughs> and it was, I was like, and my mouth just hit the floor. And I was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just kind of funny because I think two days later, he walked down the hall looking for me, peeped in my little cubby hole and said, I want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And he interviewed me and, um, and uh, hired me. And that's that. That was that's how I got on the path to be a financial uh, advisor. But the first person I saw was a local black woman, and she's very popular. My friend JB Bryant, mm-hmm. and it, that's what seeded me that oh that is I, that's what I want to do. Right. Um, but yeah, so so many challenges um, and obstacles that do not exist now, and I just look at it in awe, and I'm just, well, it's still, it, there's still a lot that, it, there's a lot of same old stuff that still exists. Right, yep. But, but you can't blatant, nobody can blatantly would come out and say, oh, we, we not gonna hire you because black people don't invest. Like, right. you're not gonna get that. Right. But that takes, <laughs> so, that takes, that's to your psyche, you know what I'm saying? Right, like, yeah. Psychologically, even though I ignored it, you know, and did everything I was supposed to do. And even though they hired me, they hired me as an assistant. Mm. Whereas the white guys got hired in. Right. They didn't have their their licenses either. They had to mm. study for the Series 7 exam. They hired them in. They got to study all day in the office. And they got 60 days to study to take the exam. Whereas I, he hired me and I was grateful for that. But I had to work for eight brokers mm. and study. Feel me? That's crazy. Because I think sometimes, you know, again, this is a whole Black History moment. I think that, again, people don't want to acknowledge what's actually happening. And they don't even lean into their own biases. And it's just kind of like, um, you know, people say, <laughs> I, I used to, when I was younger, get I lived in California for nine years. I lived in Hawaii for four. When I moved to Virginia, um, I used to always get heard, oh, you talk so proper. Oh, you talk very well for a high schooler. And I posted something on my Instagram not too long ago, and I was like, that is like the biggest backhanded, like, of course I talk well. I went to school. English is my first language. I took AP English, just like just like maybe you did. I don't know. Or perhaps, right. you know, we all took English classes. I don't understand why you are saying these things to me. Um, so um, people need to check their biases about what they believe. You know, yes, we watch TV. And, you know, TV is entertainment, you know. But some people take it for Bible. And, they're, and then when they engage with someone, a black person, they're like, oh, like I very much like you. We're very much two peas in a pot. Oh, you're just so pleasant. Um, you're right. so pretty for a black girl. What? <laughs> Stop. What? <laughs> like, please make that make sense. Would you like? I say again. I said, say it in your head. Would you say this to a an, an other person? Right. Okay. If you wouldn't, then don't say it. Like, let's. Right. But yeah, that's a whole other thing. All right, you guys. We have to go and pay some bills. We're going to be back in just a second. Calling all current aspiring men and women business and non-business owners in Lynchburg and surrounding areas. You asked and it's here. You're invited to the business networking event of the year. Business Brunch Connect. Finding your power, passion, and purpose. Being held at Liberty Mountain Conference Center located at 3700 Candler's Mountain Road, Lynchburg, Virginia.
Are you ready to level up in your business? Join me alongside a bomb guest panel this October 8th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. as we talk business, power, wellness, and much more. Guest panelists, Shade Campbell, Blakely Bath & Co., Kayla Jones, Vibe Lifestyles, LLC, LaShonda Brown, Bootstrap Biz Advice, Rhonda Carico, All-Star Commercial and Residential Cleaning, Paige Howell, Avon Avenue Boutique, and Monica Barnett, also main speaker, Vanquish Beauty Studio, and the Monica Lachelle Collection. After being in business for over four years, I realized there are a lot of women-owned businesses that are unknown in our area. So it became a passion of mine to bring more awareness and connect with other like-minded women to create a community for all women entrepreneurs because I believe we are stronger together. This event will be like no other as there will be gems dropping from top women business owners in our area, complimentary headshots for VIP ticket holders, food, giveaways, and much more. But wait, we will be giving away at least two business scholarships to women-owned small businesses, one for $500 and one for $1,000. Early bird pricing ends soon, so don't miss out on your opportunity to learn business strategies to start or enhance your business and more. Tickets will be limited, so you better grab them early on Eventbrite. Becca. This has been like the best conversation ever. I mean, we got black history. We got we got money. We got women empowerment. I mean, it's just, again, a blessing to be connected to you. I know we've been talking about all the hard things, but what's been the easiest thing for you about being an entrepreneur? It's just the love of what I do, mm -hmm. right? The easiest thing for me is talking and speaking about investing, about putting together retirement planning. Um, it, it, it is just so easy for me to get up and talk to a group of people about the, the things that we should be doing or what should be taking place. So that's been easy. That part of it has been easy. Um, and just the love of connecting, especially to my community and helping them and educating them. That's like been like, to me, that's probably the reason why, because this has not been as lucrative as people think mm. it should be right. for other folks. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I, for one, do so much for free. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you do, and I know you know about that. You do a whole lot of things for free because you want to educate. But that's so that's yeah. been the part of it is just kind of um, navigating and teaching and educating and training um, the community about the importance of finances and understanding finances and understanding how investing works and understanding how a total, looking at a total portfolio. Um, and how things really, you know, how, how does money really work, you know, for, for your good. Right. Um, and just providing that clarity. I love it. So to wrap things up, what is something you hope the listeners will take away from you being a guest on the podcast today? Well, first of all, I'm hoping that they take a look at looking at number one, looking at your money mm -hmm. and putting in a simple step to make sure that you're investing at least once a month. Mm -hmm. um, starting with if you have a workforce plan, a, a plan at work in your retirement account, mm -hmm. uh, at least at minimum $50 a month into that. You don't even really have to know what 
the investments are all about. Mm-hmm. Always kind of look at if it says S and P five hundred. Um, the important thing is investing because investments are just investments in businesses. And so, if your mother, my mother, bought Tide detergent, and most of the things, if you look in your cabinet, is owned by Procter and Gamble, mm-hmm. um, and you're buying this every single day, then you probably should own some of that stuff right. too. Well. Most of that stuff is in those 401k plans that you mm-hmm. might have at work uh, and in the in the main blue chips kind of stock funds. So you should be putting that away as a habit. And then every six months, increase it by five dollars mm-hmm. until you get to at least putting away one hundred and fifty dollars or more, depending on your age. The younger you start. The better. better. Exactly. Because exactly. once you get start getting 40, 50s, you're talking about now we got to put in almost $1,000 a month to get where we want to go. Right. Um, so I, I really want people to just uh, uh, do that. Take a look at that. And also do not be afraid of looking at doing financial planning. Mm. It's not for just the rich. How do you think the rich got rich? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so looking for that. Um, and do some of your homework on uh, financial planning uh, and, and make sure you, like I said, look at your money. Go to church with your money every week. Mm-hmm. Go to church, look at your money. <laughs> Invest at least $50, increase it by $5 every six months or at least a year until you get to, you know, a, a big number that you can feel comfortable with. And um, that's what I want to make sure. And just keep moving. Right. You know, keep 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 doing what you're doing um keep making great money moves that's right well this has been the best conversation ever i have a couple more questions this is our rapid fire question section okay you didn't you did not get this on the questionnaire but because i want you to have a clear mind and thought process when i ask you these questions okay all right first question this is fun this is fun time (laughs) Okay. Okay. Is is a hot dog a sandwich a hot dog is not a sandwich. <laughs> so, all right. So, what? A hot what is? Dog is a hot dog. Okay, she said. A, someone I I um interviewed someone um the other day. They said a hot dog was a sub, and I had never heard that. I was like, huh? Because I guess the technicality of the formation of the bread, but is not a sandwich. Uh, a a piece of meat between two slices of bread, and is a hot dog not the meat, and the bun is the bread? That is true. I'm not trying to change your mind. I'm just trying to see who my people right. are. Right. <laughs> a hot dog is a hot dog. It's like okay. A Look, it is, it's a category by itself. Right. Sandwiches and you got hot dogs. Look, if this is if this is not a great example of being in your own lane, a hot dog is a hot dog. We're not even trying to categorize it as anything else. I love that. Okay. Second question. Um, you said you read a lot. So what c- book are you currently reading that we should put on our read list for 2023? I am reading, what is the name of it? Uh, Seat of the Soul okay. by Gary. Uh, yeah, Seat of the Soul. That is what I'm currently reading. Love that. And what do you do when you're having a not oh so, what do you say to yourself? When the day just seems like it ain't yours, it is not the good. You not everything that could go wrong is going wrong, <laughs> and you trying to find your way from the corner back to the light space. What do you say to yourself? 
You know what? Lately, I just have said a prayer mm-hmm. and a very simple prayer. And that prayer is, Lord, have mercy. Mm. That's all you need. Just Lord, have mercy. <laughs> because I might, I, I need to get it together right in that moment. <laughs> I need to get just get me gather me up. <laughs> right. That's how sometimes that's how it be. Yes. Lord yes. have mercy. Yes. yes. So that is what I say to myself. Okay, look, listen. Uh Miss Sanji, you have made my heart so glad from the very beginning of this podcast from just your your energy by itself again we are two kinder spirits to always be connected yes. um yes. you have dropped some great nuggets you guys i'm going to drop miss sanji's linkedin if you want to follow her there as she gives um helpful um money tip tools on her linkedin um and then of course her email and her website if you are looking to have a money management person on your squad one thing we do not talk enough about in entrepreneurship is we talk about making the money, but we don't talk about the long sustainability very much. Like she said, the yeah. ta- the the planning of your money. Um, I I did not start a business to work my business until I die. Um, right. I, I'm working my business so that when I'm ready to sit down somewhere, <laughs> right. I won't do that. And ultimately, to be totally honest with you, I ain't say I ain't really said it out loud, but I really would love to retire in the next ten years. So I'm going okay. into high gear in these next ten years. I'll be forty in August. So um, the plan is diversify, diversify, diversify and um, create spaces where um, my money is really making money for me in a way that is making it hand over fist with little to no effort of my own. And um, and that you can do in investments that you can do. Investments is passive income. So that's just one route, one path. Yeah. So if you guys need someone, go ahead and tap in and I'll give you guys all of that information in the show notes. I have two things for you guys. I'm rooting for your win and I hope that you have the best day ever. Ahala. Need a one-stop bookkeeping program? QuickBooks is it. QuickBooks helped me provide structure in my business. It helps me keep up with my mileage, all my receipts, send invoices, take payments, and provide correct profit and loss statements to get approved for bank loans. QuickBooks also handles payroll needs for my business, and it helped me start cutting a paycheck for myself. If you want to make tax season easier and understand your business, use the code in the show notes to get 50% off your first three months and elevate your business.